<clears throat> okay, good evening. We are ready to get started. It's 8.40. Uh, we are learning tonight. Um, <clears throat> yesterday, and a full continuation of today, is going to be analyzing a brysa that we saw um, on Daf Tes Zayin Amid Aleph at the top of the page. Um, I'll do a, a brief uh, screen share now, just so you can get the flow of the brysa instead of needing to flip back. Uh, this brysa, as mentioned, is quoted from Sachem Tazayin. And there, um, in that sugya, we were discussing a three, seemingly three-way machlokas in the uh, Tanoim about whether or not liquids can cause tuma to other items. We saw three sheets as number one. If you look to the end of number one, it says, um, to make other things tahor, to make other things tame. So that's tahor divi reb meir. And Rebbe Lazar seemed to agree, though yesterday we discussed that that was complicated because Rebbe Lazar contradicted himself. The second shita that we saw, and that's going to be our beginning for tonight, is Rebbe Yehuda, who says, tame, everything is going to be tame, namely that mashkin, yes, they are fully capable of giving over tuma, unlike Rebbe Meir, who says that they don't give over tuma at all. And then the third shita is really a blend. It's a mix. Rebbe Yossi, Rebbe Shimon, this is number three. He, he, they say that a mashkin, a liquid, can make food tame, but they, they can't transfer their tuma to a kli. These are the three shitas. And we're going to be starting with the shita of Rabbi Yehuda, because yesterday we discussed at the middle of Yudzayin Amidbeiz, we discussed the shita of Rabbi Yehuda, and then we said some key words that Rabbi Yehuda was chozerbo. The Rabbi Yehuda retracted his own shita. So uh, we'll come back to, to the screen share in a minute, but let's just start with the Gemara to get um, some of the major brush strokes of the Gemara's question, and then we'll come back to the, uh, to the handout. It says the Gemara, six lines from the bottom, five lines from the bottom on Yudzayin Amidbeiz. Hiboyalahu, when Rabbi Yehuda retracted his shita. Rabbi Yehuda said that mashkin liquids can make everything tamay. But when he was chozerbo from that shita, how far was he chozer? How, how far away from his initial shita did he go? He said everything would become tamay from a liquid. When, when he retracted, was it mikalim hudahadarbe? Was it that he only retracted his opinion about kalim? That really only kalim don't become tamay, but everything else does become tamay? Aval. But when it comes to food, it's Kirib Yosi Vereb Shimon Svirale. He holds like the third shita that we saw. Odilma Legamre Hadarbe Kirib Meir. So now, um, hopefully, this picture uh, makes a little bit more sense. If you see the box right here to the left of the Mershita, when, when Rabbi Yehuda retracted his opinion, who does he now agree with? Does he say that I'm only taking away? from my opinion that everything becomes Tameh. I'm only taking away Kalim. Kalim don't become Tameh. That's here. Le Kalim Tehorin, but Le Ochlin Tameh. Am I backtracking to be not the third opinion in the Mishnah because I retract. I'm like really like Rav Yossi like, or, and Rav Meir. Or no, am I really now like number one that when I retracted and said that, that, uh, that it's no longer Le Kol Tameh, that really I go all the way back to the basic sheet of Rav Meir, that there is no capacity of a liquid to give tuma to others. That is the Gemara's question. Do, does his retraction make him more like Rav Yossi and Rav Shimon, or does it make him more like Rav Meir? So let's continue. Let's see. The Gemara is going to bring an answer from a Mishnah in Maseches Para. Amar Rav Nachman, I think I might have an answer for you, says Rav Nachman. Um, and he, Amar Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak Toshma. The Mishnah in Para reads as follows. Para a regular cow, not a paraduma, sheshosa mechatas, who drank the, the mechatas. He drank the water 
that is metaher tmeim and uh, and is metame tahorim. Right, the magical mechatas. It's a chokdo raisa that that it is able to make anybody tahor. But but if you're tahor, it'll make you tame. So if this para is otherwise tahor and it drinks the mechatas, so then says the says the Tanakama, para shashasa mechatas desara tame. We see that the liquid will make this animal tame. This is right in line with what we were talking about. That liquids potentially have the capacity to generate tuma. But remember who we're asking about. We were asking about Rabbi Yehuda, and he's the second sheet here in this Mishnah. Last few words on the page at Zion Amidbeis. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, he says, as we turn to the top of Yerches Aleph, Bitzlu Eha. He says that the Mechatas, when it's ingested by this cow, again, uh, a regular cow, not the Paraduma, when it's ingested by this cow, it's Bitzlu Eha, it gets nullified. Now, the Mishnah is over. Now the Gemara is going to ask uh, a question that will try to indicate to us how Rabbi Huda's retraction worked. The Isal Kadaita, if you want to say that it's Mikaelim Huda Hadarbe, that when he retracted, he was only retracting um, the capacity of liquids to make Kalim, Mikaelim Huda Hadarbe, Aval, the Ochlan Kurabiosi, Vereb Shimon Svirale. If his retraction puts him in the camp of Rabbiosi and Rav Shimon, then Amai Bitlubeme Eha Legamre, then why would you say? That there's no tuma at all. Nihi, I'll grant you the tuma chamura lo mitamu. I'll grant you that there isn't going to be tuma chamura, which the Rishonim define as tuma that has the capacity not only to make something tame, but that thing can then make something else tame. So I'll, I'll grant you that it wouldn't be tuma chamura, but tuma kala mihu nitmu. At the very least, there should be some tuma. And by virtue of the fact that he says bitlu, like, bitlu bimeeha, the Rabbi Yehuda says it's totally batel. It implies that he holds like Rav Meir that there's no tuma whatsoever. Otherwise, he should have made the distinction that there is some tuma here, and then he would have been in the camp of Rav Yossi and Rav Shimon. So the Gemara infers from the very black and white sheet of Rabbi Yehuda here, bitlu bimeeha, that when a cow drinks the mechatas, that there's no tuma at all. He must therefore be in the camp of Rav Meir. Says the Gemara, five lines down, incorrect. My bitlu mimeeha. What did Rabbi Yehuda mean in this Mishnah when he said that drinking the mechatas becomes nullified in the animal stomach, that it has no impact? It meant like you recommended. Nami bitlu mitumachamura. Yes, it does not make this animal tame in a way where the animal now makes others tame. However, however, yes. It does make the animal tame itself, namely, with this explanation of Rabbi Yehuda in the Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda is now in the camp of Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon in the blended shita, where he says that, yes, a liquid has the capacity to make other foods tame, but no, it does not have the capacity to make other kalim tame. So says the Gemara, fine, you've given an answer, but that causes for a pretty big problem. What's the problem? The problem is that if Rabbi Yehuda the way you just explained Rabbi Yehuda, if really he's in the camp of Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon, and really when he said, that when the animal ingests the mechatas, that there still is a status of tuma on that animal, even though it's not tuma chamura, the animal can't make others tame. But then Michlal says the Gemara, seventh line, Yudchesim and Aleph, the Tanakama Savar, tuma chamura nami mitamo. It implies, just by contrast, it implies that the Tanakama must have held a different shita. <laughs> what kind of machlokes is there where the Tanakama and Rabbi Yehuda hold the same thing? The way that you just explained the shita of Rabbi Yehuda is that there was tumakala. Look back at the first shita of the Tanakama. Parashashasa mechatas besaratame. So 
but then you're then we're stuck because now the Tanakama and Rabbi Yehuda seem to be holding the same thing. Habisara tamik tani. It doesn't say bisara mitame that when this animal becomes tame, it makes others animals tame tumachamura, but rather it's just tame itself tumakala. So the way that we've tried to explain the shita of Rabbi Yehuda within this Mishnah makes it a difficulty within the Mishnah itself because now it seems like he and the Tanakama hold exactly the same thing. So therefore, says the Gemara, great question. And therefore, we're going to totally rewire this Mishnah in Maseches Para. Really, says the Gemara, Kula Reb Yehudahi. The whole Mishnah is Reb Yehuda. There is no Tanakama in our Mishnah. There are words that are miss- missing from the Mishnah in Maseches Para. And here is the appropriate text. And also, we will see by implication, an answer to our question of how Rabbi Yehuda's retraction went. Was it like Rav Meir or was it like Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon? Says the Gemara, here is the new language for the Mishnah and Maseches Para. Para An animal, a cow, not a special animal, just a regular cow that drinks the Mechatas, the animal is Tameh. What is the category here? What are we talking about? Says the Gemara, it's talking about Tuma Kala, only talking about it itself becoming Tameh, but not Tuma Chamura, Tuma Chamura, low, not enough for the animal to then give the Tuma to others. Why? There was a reduction of the power of the Mechatas once it was ingested. And therefore, uh, close out this new language of our Mishnah and Parah, the Chasuri Mechzer Vachik Tani is over. Now we have an explanation of our Mishnah that doesn't have a machlokas between the Tanakam and Rabbi Yehuda at all. It's all Rabbi Yehuda. What does that imply? It implies that Rabbi Yehuda holds of the opinion of Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon. How so? Because he agrees with the Bamed Varmamurim that we're not talking about a Tumachamur, but there is a Tumakala. So that is the sheet of Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon. And the Gemara answers our question. You want to know when Rabbi Yehuda did his retraction, when he said he no longer holds of his initial opinion, does he go all the way back to the most lenient sheet of Rav Meir that there's no Tuma ever, that Mashkin can never give Tuma to anything. They lack the capacity of giving Tuma, or they like Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yossi, like the blended sheet that some things are Tameh, foods, and some things are not Tameh such as Kalim, and the Gemara recommends that based on the rewiring of the language in the, the Mishnah, Maseches Para, that he therefore holds like Rav Yossi and Rav Shimon. Ravashi, however, gives a different answer. Ravashi says you can't bring a proof from here at all. Why not? Because Ravashi, Amar Le'olam, Fitlu B'me'eha Le'gamre. This is not a question of, um, of Tumakala. It's not a question of Tumachamura. Here, we're dealing with something different. What we're dealing with is the fact that when you put something in your stomach, it gets destroyed. It's, it, it's no, it doesn't have any capacity to give any tuma, even though it is what it is, even though it's mechatas. It doesn't make a difference. Now it's just, uh, it's all chewed up. We, we have our parlance for it. Now we have acid on our stomach. It breaks down the food. It's a nothing. It, it's a nothing. It has not, no capacity to give tuma, not because he holds like Rav Meir, but because the, the mechatas, when it's ingested, becomes uh, somewhat digested, and therefore it lacks the capacity to uh, to give over any tuma, so this is how he answers the question, and with that we have uh, a, a close of this part of the sugya, um, and in effect.
we have two answers. We have answer number one, which seems to imply that he holds like Reb Yossi and Reb Shimon, because there, with that explanation, the rewiring of the Mishnah and Para, it says that there was some Tuma, at least Tuma Kala, and that's very similar to Reb Yossi and Reb Shimon. And the second approach that was presented by Ravashi is that you can't even ask the question, because the the ingestion of anything into your stomach, it degrades it so quickly, especially a liquid, to the point that it's indiscernible and therefore not impactful at all. That is sugya number one for tonight. Sugya number two, we're one third of the way down in Yudchasimad Aleph, and now we're going to be spending time focusing on the third opinion in the Brisa, which is that of Rav Yossi. Now, we were just speaking about it in regards to how it compares to Rav Yehuda, but let's just look at his shita again. Again, this is the Brisa that's found on the top of Tezayin, and his shita reads as follows. Rav Yossi v'Rav Shimon Omrim le'ochlin t'meyin le'kelim tohorim. They held that what is the capacity of a liquid to give tuma to others? It's limited, but still present. Yes, it can still make food tummy. So if I have a liquid that's tummy and I pour it and it touches a food, it will make the food tummy. However, it, the kli that it's in, the cup that it's in, the bowl that it's in will not become tummy. So yes, there is capacity for liquids to give tuma to other items, but food only not to uh, not to kalim. So we're gonna analyze how Ribiosi got to this shita. And we're going to do that um, by learning a little bit about who Rabiosi's Rebbe was. Uh, we know, of course, the history of Rabiosi's, uh, of Rabbi Akiva's Talmidim all uh, dying in the times of um, in the times of Svira Saomer, which is, of course, where many of our uh, restrictions kick into place uh, between Pesach and Shavuos. Um, and one of the new Talmidim, as he was rebuilding, was Rabiosi. So says the Gemara, one third of the way down, where did he get his shita from? Amar Rabba Barbarchana, Amar Reish Lakish, Rabiosi, Bishitas Rabbi Akiva, Rabo Amra. He was quoting from his Rebbe. Now let's be clear, he's not actually quoting from his Rebbe. What he's doing is he's looking at a paradigm, a type of limud that Rabbi Akiva had used for a separate purpose, and he's bringing that cookie cutter over to our world. And it is remarkably similar. And in fact, from, from even from the same Pasuk, we'll see later today that really, that really Rebbe Akiva, excuse me one second, that really Rebbe Akiva and, um, and Rebbe Yossi don't agree on this drasha. Um, however, uh, the, again, the templating is the same. How so? Let's see what he says here. Did, did Darish, Rebbe Akiva saw the word and I'm just going to add in the, the vowels here for you because it's not printed in our Gemaras this way. The Darish Yitma as Yitame. Sometimes when the Torah says Yitma, that something will be Tame, well, uh, that can also be read as Yitame, that it could make other things Tame. Where do we see an application of this? And the idea will crystallize once we see it in real time. Ditnan, the Mishnah writes, Bobayom, on that particular day, look at Rashi, four or five inches below where we are. Dibur Hamaschil Bobayom, what day was it that Rabbi Akiva was giving this drasha? Says Rashi, Dibur Hamaschil Bobayom, Biyom Sheminu es Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah Lenesius. We saw this Gemara in Masachas Brachos, that he was taking over as the new leader in Yeshiva and the new leader in town. And on that day, back in the Gemara, it's not Bobayom, on the day that Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah became in charge, Darash Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva gave the following drasha. I'm going to read the whole Pasuk from the side here uh, because it's very, very helpful to hear the full context. If you have a klicheres, an earthenware vessel, and there is uh, something inside the earthenware vessel, and then an animal or something that's tame enters the airspace 
from within the opening of that earthenware vessel, then yitma, then any kol asher b'socho yitma, anything in there is going to become tame. Look back in the Gemara. Anything that goes inside the airspace of that earthenware vessel. So Rabbi Akiva says that anything in there will become tame. It says yitma in the Pasuk. So it says the Gemara, Eino omer tame. It doesn't, it could have said tame. And it would have made perfect sense in the Pasuk. I'll read the language as it would have been according to this recommendation. Kol asher tame. Anything that's inside the earthenware vessels tame. But that's not what the Pasuk said. What did the Pasuk say? Eino omer tame elo yitma. The Pasuk says a word that we should not have anticipated that yitma, that it will be tame. Why did you add the letter yud? It should have just said tame. So therefore, says Rebbe Akiva, yitame acherim, that it could make other things tame. Therefore, and here we make a jump to an area that's totally new to us. What's the jump? Li made al kikar sheni she'ose shlishi bechulin. Now we've learned this already many times that uh, there are, of course, gradations of tuma. You have an avatuma. When an avatuma touches something, it makes it a rishon. When a rishon touches something, it makes it a sheni. Now, normally, when it comes to chulen, here too, uh, just to look at the middle aspect of this sheet here, you see a, a brief chart that there are dargos of tuma. When it comes to chulen, the maximum we typically say is a sheni. When it comes to truma, there's more kedusha. So therefore, there's more tuma. It gets a shlishi tuma. The highest level of kedusha is Kajim, and therefore it has a Revi'i. Now, if you look back in our Gemara, you'll see that, that Rabbi Akiva is doing something that's very unique and breaks this mold. What does he say? Let's say that you have a piece of bread inside an earthenware vessel. And then in the airspace of that vessel, you bring a Sheretz. So what happens? It makes the Kli a Rishon, and it makes the, um, and it makes the item inside a Sheni, and the Pasuk says, Yitma, that it can make something else Tamei too, which means that it will make a Shlishi. That's why here there is an asterisk on Sheni, that Rebbe Akiva has a Mechudashtik idea. He says that even by Chulin, we have an idea of a, of, of a Shlishi Latuma, which doesn't exist with, within other Tanaim. It's a unique Shita and one that we don't paskin like. We typically hold of the Dargas of Tuma as listed here, that by Chulin, the maximum is Sheni. Yet Rabbi Akiva says that based on this Pasuk, based on the Drush of instead of seeing the word Tame, it's Yitma, that the bread that's inside the earthenware vessel that became Tame, Yitma, it can also cause something else to become Tame. So Rabbi Akiva is a Chiddush here who holds that there's a Shlishi Latuma. Now this was just to see the template. This was just to see how Rabbi Yossi's Rebbe used the word Yitma. Now, let's see how Rabbi Yossi used the word. That was just our paradigm. Here in our sugya about liquids making other things tummy. How does he, uh, Rabbi Yossi, explain himself? So he says as follows. The Pasuk reads by us. This is our din. We're talking about liquids making other things tummy. Any liquid asher yishteh b'chol kli tame b'chol kli yitma. So it says yitma. Why didn't it say tame? Same drasha. Litame tumas ochlin to make other things tame. This was exactly the language, in fact, that the brayso on tezayin that we were looking at when we started here tonight. That's exactly the language that it says. It says when it comes to tumas ochlin, it's litame tumas ochlin that it makes food tame. Namely, liquids have the capacity to make foods tame. And he says the same thing that his rebbe does. It could have said tame, but it says yitame. 
And because it says Yitameh, therefore, it says Yitma, and we can reread it as Yitameh, and therefore we see that Mashkin, that liquids, have in fact the capacity to give Tuma to other items. Ata Omer asks the Gemara, you want to say, you want to say that liquids have the capacity to give Tuma to other foods, okay, but maybe, maybe you're wrong, Rabbi Maybe what the Drasha meant to say is not that food would become tummy from liquid, but maybe if a liquid touches another liquid, not food, but another liquid, maybe that's where we would have the tumah. That's what the Gemara recommends here. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe it's not about Ochlin, Rabiosi. Maybe the Pasuk is indicating that if a liquid touches another liquid, that it makes a liquid tummy. And maybe by Ochlin, there is no tumah. So how do you know which way to learn the Pasuk? So says the Gemara in response to that, Amris, lo kachaya. That's not how things go. Hmm. Well, what does that mean? It's like, uh, you know, my mother said so. What, what is this? What, what does that mean? My lo kachoya. So says the Gemara, a more halachic answer than, uh, than my, my, uh, my modeled idea of mommy said so, because that's certainly not what's happening here. A brilliant idea, uh, a mechudash idea. We'll analyze it later today. But he says, Rav Papa, is that the Torah has no precedent for saying that an item is tameh, and that that same item can make another item tummy. Namely, you can't have food making other food tummy directly. We know that that's not true. If I have a piece of meat that's tummy and another piece of meat that's tummy and they bump, there are no tuma transfers. We know that that's the case. We know that we need a medium between them of being machshir tuma. So it says the Gemara, what does lokachaya mean? It doesn't mean that it's some random rule. It means that the Torah has to be speaking about liquids being matame, a solid because the Torah can't be matame liquid to liquid because it doesn't make a tame. So if the two liquids touch one another, it does not necessarily make a tame. And that's why the Pasuk can't be speaking about that. It therefore has to be talking about not mashkin. The Pasuk speaking about mashkin, therefore it has to be talking about something other than mashkin. So it says Rav Yossi is talking about ochlin. And that, this is how Rav Yossi gets to his, uh, gets to his sheets. And now Ravina, we're two thirds of the way down. Ravina gives a, a different iteration of this. Ravina Amar, Nigufe Dekra, Nami Lo Matis Amris, Yitma Latame Tumas Mashkin. Not only is Rav Papa's idea, idea true, but you can't even say it even if you wanted to. Even without Rav Papa's idea, we'd be limited for another reason, for saying that the Pasuk is meant to be that Mashkin make other Mashkin. That can't be. Why? Not only because of Rav Papa's reason, the Pasuk has to be talking about Mashkin making Ochlin making Tameh. Why can't it be Mashkin making other Mashkin Tameh? Because this Pasuk has the word Yitma in it twice. If the second one is talking about this liquid, making uh, another liquid Tameh, then Yitma Duration Nami Litma Tumas Mashkin. You, you, the word yitma in the Pasuk, I'll read the whole Pasuk, and you'll, you'll see this just pops off the page. The Pasuk reads, um, So it says the word yitma twice. And the Pasuk, if, it's, if the way that it's using the word yitma, it, it, it should be the same thing in the same Pasuk, talking about the same idea. So then says the Gemara, had it been the case that each yitma was referencing Mashkin, then we should do a consolidation, make them into only one. We should combine them and we should write the Pasuk the following way. And then don't write the word Yitma yet, add it later. 
So says Ravina, Rav Papa, you don't even have to get to your halachic concern about the Torah can't make it uh, a mashke, tame by a mashke. Forget your rule. Forget that. We have a more basic exegetical problem, which is that the words can't be used that way. This, the basic pshat in the Pasuk doesn't work that way. So therefore, says the Gemara, tre yitma lamali. Why then, says Ravina, do we have the word yitma twice? Uh, says the Gemara, it must be that the word yitma comes to teach us two different things. Ela yitma deresha. When it says yitma the first time in the Pasuk, and in the context of the Pasuk, it is, Mikol ha'ochal asher yechel asher yavo alav ma'im yitma. What does that one mean? That's latame tumas mashkin. Taka. We have a direct Russia, and this does break the rule that Rav Papa mentioned. He clearly, Ravina, didn't hold of the rule of Rav Papa because he says that the Pasuk is exclusively and explicitly telling me that um, that liquids can make other liquids tame. And Yitma, the Seifa, the Yitma, at the end of the Pasuk, it has to mean something else. That's Latame Tumas Ochlan. So Ravina is a different version, a different understanding of Rav Yossi. Um, and Rav Yossi were, was of the opinion according to the first approach, that only Ochlin would become Tameh from a liquid. And Ravina says, no, both Ochlin and Mashkin, liquids and foods, would become Tameh from Mashkin. So the Gemara says, well, maybe what we should do with that extra word Yitma is say that it's to be Metameh Kalim. How do you know? How do you know that the second word Yitma was meant to be Metameh Mashkin? Maybe we should hold like Rav Papa, and Mashkin can't be Metameh Mashkin, and the extra word Yitma should teach us what we already know about Rav Yossi, that Kalim can't become Tame from liquid. Says the Gemara, the um, Tame Asa Kalim, says the Gemara, we can't say that. Isn't it a Kavachomer to say the Valav Kavachomer is the response to the question? I know sometimes in the flow of the Gemara, this would actually be the, the strength of the question, but the question mark here goes before Valav Kavachomer. So how do we know that the Pasa cannot be referring to Kalim? Says the Gemara, we have a Kavachomer. Umakli, just like a vessel, shemetame mashke ain metame kli, that a vessel, that it can be metame a liquid, but it may not necessarily contract tuma itself. Mashken habayin machmas kli, ain odin shelo yitma uesa kelim. If the kli itself doesn't become tame and the liquid becomes tame, so then the liquid inside the kli certainly can't make another kli tame because it didn't make the kli that it was in tame. So that's why the Gemara says it can't be talking about kelim. Asks the Gemara, well, uh, maybe things are a little different than you're saying about the case of the Kli. The Ema, maybe Maybe what you're saying is true when the Tuma of the liquid came about through a Kli. But what if the Tuma came from a more intense uh, location of purity? What if, let's say that it came from the Ava Tuma of one of the Shmona Shratzim, the liquid, became tame that way. Maybe then we could say that that liquid, because its level of tuma is from a greater source, therefore maybe if it was from a sheretz, maybe we could then say that it would actually make a kli tame. So says the Gemara, no. Mashkin haboyin machmas sheretz mitzivi. Do we see a scenario of mashkin haboyin machmas sheretz? That liquids that became tame from this higher level of tuma from one of the shmona shratzim. Do we have a marimakom mitzivi? Does the pasuk say anywhere that just because the liquid became tame from a, a greater tuma, from a sheretz as opposed to a kli, which is obviously a different for, source of tuma, does it therefore mean that the, the liquid that became tame from the sheretz can make another kli tame? Do you have such a marimakom? Turning to the top of Yudchesim and Beis, we'll be learning till about three-fourths of the way down on the page, says the Gemara, uh, another answer. We have a kalvachomer here too. A lot of kalvachomer, I could give you a kalvachomer to indicate that a 
the a liquid that became tame from a sheretz is different than liquid that becomes tame from a kli. What's the kavachomer? Uma mashkin habain machmas klimitamen. Just like we know that liquids uh, can become tame from a kli, mashkin habain machmas sheretz lokol shekain. Then liquids should all the more so be should all the more so be uh, should all the more so be tame. Absolutely. So says the Gemara, and this is a very unique principle, first time in Shas, Dayo lavomin hadin Enough. Dayo, it's enough, lavomin hadin, to come from the first din, to come from the initial Kalvachomer, the one at the bottom of the page, Lios Kenidon. This Kalvachomer was taken a little bit too far, uh, and therefore we reject this Kalvachomer, and therefore we don't look at Kalim as one of the options, and therefore we now have explained each piece of Rav Yossi's Shita. So um, as we saw in Rav Yossi's Shita, he says, as you can see on the screen right here, Rav Yossi, Rav Shimon, Omrin, Le'ochlin Tmein. Why do we say Le'ochlin Tmein? Because of the way we darsh in the Pasuk. Why do we say Le'kelim Tehorin? We, ha- we have to say Le'kelim Tehorin. It can't be that there's Tuma by the Kelim because Dayo Lavomin Adin, Velo Atlios Kenidon, Dayo Lavomin Adin, Lios Kenidon, the Kalvachomer that you want to say to show me that Mashkin, that were made tummy by a sheretz are more powerful. We, we're not going to embrace that kalvachomer. You've taken it a little bit too far. We'll speak more about kalvachomers in a little bit, um, but that should hopefully explain uh, how we got to this opinion that Rav Yosi, Rav Shimon, Omer, and that Laochlin Tmein, Lakalim Tahorin. We put some good Mari Makomos to understand the Shita of Rav Yosi. Let's continue in the Gemara. The Gemara says, Yitma de Resha Hechidarish. How did Rabbi Akiva? learn the word yitma in his pasuk. These two psukim that we've been discussing, remember we mentioned that Rabbi Akiva, he used the word yitma to mean yitame, and that was the template that Rabbi Yossi mimicked to get to our understanding of Rabbi Yossi. But what it, uh, what was actually going on in Rabbi, in, in Rabbi Akiva's pasuk? So let's see. Yitma de Reisha Hechidarish. So what is his pasuk that Rabbi Akiva was talking about? The pasuk reads, Mikol ha'ochel asher ye'achel asher yavo alav ma'im yitma. From all of the food that you will eat, asher yavo alav ma'im, when there's water there, yitma will become tame. Yitame, the tame es ha'mashkin, that it's able to make other liquids tame. So I'm just going to show you the full pasuk here because it will help us to understand a little bit about what's going on here. Here is the full pasuk at the bottom of the page. The pasuk reads, Mikol ha'ochel, asher ye'achel, asher yavo alav ma'im yitzma. This is the word yitzma that we're focusing on now, the one that's in the first box there. This is what Rabbi Akiva is talking about. Let's finish reading the whole pasuk. So let's look back in the Gemara. The Gemara says, and then we quoted the Pasuk, and then we said that according to Rabbi Akiva, from the first word of Yitma, from the first time it says Yitma, that's how we know that's already different than Rabbi Yossi. They learn differently because Rabbi Akiva learned, learned that uh, Amashke can, uh, can make other things tame from one, and um, at least within Ravina's understanding of Rav Yossi, and it was from a different word, Yitzma. So it says the Gemara trying to push on Rabbi Akiva. Let's understand your sheet a little bit more. You want to say that it's the Tame as Hamashkin Rabbi Akiva, that the word Yitzma indicates that a liquid could make another liquid tame, that the liquid that becomes tame has the capacity to give its tuma to others. Hold on. Maybe, Rabbi Akiva, we asked this question against Rabbi Yossi. Let's ask it now against Rabbi Akiva. It's the same question, just on a different person. So why does this word yitma, why are you saying that it's going on mashkin? 
maybe this extra word of yitma is going to teach us about something else. Maybe it's to teach us about a kli, that a kli can become tamit. Says the Gemara, Amris Kalvachomer, Rabbi Akiva responds, I'll give you a Kalvachomer as to why that can't be. Uma mashke shemetame ochel einu metame kli, the same Kalvachomer that we saw on the bottom of the page. If the liquid itself doesn't make the kli tame, ochel she'ein metame ochel, if you have a solid food that doesn't make another solid food, eno din yitma kli, isn't it the, for sure the case that it won't make a kli into something that's tame? Hamani mekayin yitma, therefore, what does the Pasuk mean, yitma? It must be, letame esamashkin, Rabbi Akiva says, it must therefore be that the word yitma, the first one here, on the top line of yitma, must be to teach me about mashkin. And then the Gemara says a, um, a very surprising idea, one that I don't know that we would have thought of on our own, but the Gemara says, liquids are more susceptible to tuma than solids. That's what the Gemara recommends here. So says the Gemara, I mean, maybe it's possible that they're more susceptible, but it says the Gemara, great question. Why is that the reason why Rabbi Akiva is using this? Maybe the reason why Rabbi Akiva is saying that this word is talking about what he said it's talking about, about mashkin, is because there's nothing else to make, Tameh. <laughs> you, you said it can't be a kli. We already tended to mashkin. We already tended to ochlin. The only thing left is mashkin to talk about. So therefore, the word yitma has to be talking about mashkin because there's nothing else left to make Tameh. You've already either included or excluded everything else. So why did you turn to this lenient uh, that uh, tuma, liquid tuma is more susceptible than solid tuma? Why? Maybe the word yitma is all that, the only thing that is left to be metama is liquid. So therefore, Rabbi Akiva said that the word yitma on the top of the pasuk, the first half of the pasuk is referring to mashkin, that a liquid could make a mashkin tame. Says Gemara Hachikamar. Says Rabbi Akiva, the reason we, we had to say this was because of the following. The chitema, you might have argued that ochel is chomer, food is more strict than metame mashkin, nitmea lekli. We might have thought that food which is more powerful than liquid because uh, liquid is more susceptible to tuma. Ochel is a stronger, uh, it, can, it can withstand more. And because it can withstand more, it can also give more. So maybe we would have thought that ochel um, would be metame akli. Don't make that error. So the reason why Rabbi Akiva said that liquids are more susceptible was to remind you not to say that a kli can become tame. Umahu ali lasan. Why is it that liquids have uh, more of a susceptibility to tuma? And with this, there is a very um, a wide berth of discussion in the Rishonim about this. Says the Gemara, umahi ali lasan. What is the reason for the liquid's greater susceptibility? Says the Gemara, shemekablin tuma shelo beheksher. Normally, when it comes to two foods, two apples sitting on my counter in the kitchen, one of them may well be tame. But if there's no liquid connecting the two of them, not one of the seven liquids, the Yad Shach Adam liquid, no tuma will transfer. They could sit on top of each other all day, won't make a difference. However, by liquids, it's different because liquids are already liquids. So says the Gemara, what is the reason for the susceptibility of liquids? Why are they more susceptible to tuma? Because they don't need heksher because why? And here's where the Rishonim go off in, in a variety of ways. According to some Rishonim, they don't need heksher because they're already a heksher. They're already a liquid. So if the liquid happens to be one of the Yad Shach Adam, one of the seven liquids 
So we just don't need any extra liquid. That's a chiddush. And there are other Rishonim that say in another direction, but uh, we'll, we'll save the time and not go through that. But the point here is to highlight that Rabbi Akiva's shita has now been clarified. His understanding was that the word yitma in the first half of the Pasuk is to include mashkin. Um, and this is different than uh, the first approach, both approaches that we saw within Rabbi Yossi. So in short, Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Akiva um, have uh, different conclusions potentially in regards to what the din would be as to whether or not Mashkin can give Tuma to others. According to Rabbi Akiva, he says it's true by Mashkin and by Ochlin and not by Caleb. According to our first understanding of Rabbi Yossi, it would only be uh, a solid food that could get Tuma from a liquid, but not a liquid, but not a liquid food from a liquid. And according to Ravina within Rabbi Yossi, he says that even both similar to Rabbi Akiva, their their learning was different. They got the sources from different places, but the result would have been the same. Let's continue with one more sugya for the night. We're halfway down on Dafyod Chesam the base. Says the Gemara, we learned from Rav Papa Yitma when the pasuk says Yitma. What did we learn from there? Dein Ose Kayotzeba Mehacha Nafka. We said that you're not allowed to say that when the pasuk is speaking about Mashkin, it can't be talking about making other mashkin tame. It has to be talking about something else and therefore it must be talking about solids. Says the Gemara, Rav Papa learned it from the word yitma. Says the Gemara, why did you learn it from there? Mehasam nafka. The idea that you can't say that the mashkin is impacting the mashkin, but rather it has to talk about something different than itself. Mashkin is impacting ochlin. It's not from the word yitma. It's from a different verse. That when there is water on a seed and then the sheretz falls onto that. Now we have a liquid medium. So then So then we said that we learn from there. It has to be a different form of tuma. So why are you saying that the principle that we can't learn from one type to the same type that we can't do that, that it's from the word yitma? No, it's not. It's from the Pasuk of the Chiyutan. Says the Gemara of Mechudash idea. The Gemara answers this question by saying, we need both Mari Mekomos. We need to learn twice over that you cannot have a Pasuk that speaks about one form of Tuma, which will give to that very similar form of Tuma. Mashkin cannot give to Mashkin. Tuma cannot give, Tumas Ochlin cannot give to Ochlin. So Mashkin must therefore give to, not Mashkin, but Ochlin. Says the Gemara, we need both Mari Mekomos. Why? Chad b'mashkin haboyin machmas sheretz, v'chad b'mashkin haboyin machmas kli. One of them is b'mashkin haboyin machmas sheretz. One of them is speaking about liquids that became tame from a sheretz, a greater level of tumah, because a sheretz is an avatumah. The shmona, the shmona shratzim is an avatumah. V'chad b'mashkin haboyin machmas kli. The other came uh, about to its tuma through being in a kli, and then, uh, and then it indirectly got, got its tuma. So it's a, a liquid that's still tummy, but a lower, lower level of tuma. Vitzriche, and we need both of them. Why do we need both of them? Says the Gemara. I might have thought that maybe the rules would have been different with a lower level of tuma because the liquid contracted its tuma from a kli and not from a sheretz. And I might have then treated it differently. However, um, maybe I would have thought that with the more hammer version of a liquid, with a liquid that became tummy from an avatuma from a sheretz of one of the shmona shratzim, that there we can say that it can give like-minded tuma of ochel to ochel, 
or mashkin to mashkin. Maybe we could have said that. Says the Gemara, therefore we don't say that. Uh, but why do we even need to go that far? And just teach me one din. Just teach me the, the more chamar din. Teach me the din that when a liquid becomes tame from a sheretz, that it's not able to give its tuma to its own type, liquid to liquid, solid to solid. Just teach it to me there, and I'll absolutely know that the lighter version, the kol shekin mashkin abayin machmas kli. Then I'll know that the lighter version of the liquid that became tummy, not through the avatum of a sheretz, but from another way, then for sure I would know that that can't give tuma from liquid to liquid or from solid to solid. So says the Gemara, your kalva chomer makes a lot of sense. However, milsa de asya bekalva chomer tarach the kasav lakra, even though it's true that you were able to come to that on your own. You were able to come to that Kavachomer on your own with no assistance. Still, the Torah went out of its way to detail this. How does this work? What's going on here? We know that a Kavachomer is one of the Yud Gimel Midos Shator Nidresh Esfahim, that the Torah allows for us to use Kavachomer to make a Svara da Oraisa. But a Svara, a logic is always limited. In fact, we have a Halacha by Hilchos Malkos by giving uh, lashes to people that Ein Malkin Minadin. We don't give malkos from a svara of a kalvachomer. It must be that you're guilty because if X is true, then definitely Y is true, malkos, no. We don't do that because our human intellect is limited. We need the Torah to guide us when we're wrong. It happens to be here that it was correct. It happens to be that the kalvachomer that was made here is right. And maybe we didn't need the extra pasuk to teach us v'chiyutan and yitma to teach me the same din that Mashkin cannot be metabe mashkin. And that ochlim cannot, maybe, maybe we don't need it. But the Torah didn't, the Kalva Chomer wasn't present at the time of the Torah. A person made this up afterwards. And that's okay. We're allowed to make a Kalva Chomer. It's Vardik. It could even have Dorais implications. But Lav Dafka, that it's always right. So here the Gemara is reminding us that whereas by, let's say, for example, Agzeir Shava is a Din Dorais, you can't even argue with that. Agzeir Shava, you can give Malkos based on Agzeir Shava. Anything you want, absolutely, totally fine. But here, what we're concerned about is that maybe a person might have in their in our own feeble minds that we made a svara that wasn't totally correct. So therefore, says the Gemara, uh, in this case, the, we had a pasuk to make sure that we would not get the svara incorrect. We'll stop here. Mir Tashem will pick up tomorrow night with a blot and a half. Daf Yud Tes and Daf Chaf Amad Aleph. And uh, I hope you all have a beautiful night. Thanks so much for joining.